You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 260, Discipleship and Spiritual Formation, Part 2. Last week, we started talking about this important topic of spiritual formation and how it really is such an integral part of this discipleship process. Remember, Jesus never called us to be church members. He never called us to be Christians. He called us to follow him. He called us to be disciples. And spiritual formation, if I could just give you a definition, again, just a reminder, uh, spiritual formation is that process and journey through which we open our hearts to a deeper connection with God. We're not bystanders in what's going on in our spiritual lives. We're active participants with God who's inviting us into a relationship with Him and others. And so this is something that's so important. We want to grow. We want to be mature Christians. We want to be the disciples that God has called us to be. And as that definition said, we're not bystanders. We're not just uh, sitting in in chairs and and, and watching uh, things unfold. We're participating. That's why, you know, we say all the time, Christianity is not a, a, a sport that we come and sit and watch. It's a it's one that we participate in. It's very, very important. And so just to um, recap what we talked about last week, um, we're essentially dealing with six very, very important components of spiritual formation. The first one was personal Bible study and prayer. We can only grow as we get God's Word inside of us and as we pray. You know, any, any relationship can only occur through communication through getting to know that other person. And our relationship with God is no different. So personal Bible study and prayer. And then, of course, corporate worship. It's in corporate worship that we come together and we're encouraged and we are able to to worship together through, through song, through prayer, and then also through hearing God's Word preached and taught. And then number three is we we live and we develop vital relationships. And usually in the the context of spiritual formation and in discipleship, we're talking about small groups. We're talking about um, whatever you call them, connect groups, life groups, whatever your church refers to them as. That's really where we build the relationships of those that we're the closest to, people that we're doing life with. Because Christianity, again, it's not a... A spectator sport. It's designed to be lived out in the context of relationships. You know, we are the the body of Christ. We're connected to each other. And so these vital relationships are so important. Well, all right, do not go away. I'm going to be right back in just a second. We've got three 
three other important components of spiritual formation that we're going to talk about. But I want to let you know this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, Reflections on the Resurrection. You know, Easter's coming up in just a few weeks, and what greater uh, time in the Christian in the Christian's year to be able to than to be able to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus? You know, I think sometimes as Christians we forget how important the resurrection of Jesus is. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, Christianity does not exist. If if Jesus didn't rise from the dead. Christianity collapses like a house of cards. And so what we do in uh, Reflections on the Resurrection, we look at some of the arguments that have been posed against the resurrection. We look at the evidence for the resurrection. We talk about the importance of the resurrection. And uh, this is really just such a helpful book. It's designed to be uh, devotional, apologetic, and uh, educational to really help deepen us in our knowledge and understanding of what the New Testament says about this absolutely vital event. So check out Reflections on the Resurrection. I know you will love it. Well, all right, we are back and we're about to jump back in um, with number four, number four component in spiritual formation, and that is serving in our church and community. Service is such an important part of our spiritual growth. You know, when when someone first comes to Christ, um, you know, just like when a, when a baby is born, it's all about them. Um, you know, for the first several years of a baby's life, it's it's all about them. You know, if they're hungry, they cry. If they're wet, they're, they they cry. If they're tired, they cry. It's all about them. And you know, too often, if we're honest, that's kind of the way it is with new Christians. Um, it's all about them. They're 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 getting their feet under them. They're you know understanding what this thing is, um, this new life is. But as soon as we can, we want to begin to shift that to where the 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 um, attention is not on them, but they begin to focus on serving others. Because really, that's where such powerful Christian growth takes place. And notice we talked about serving not just in the church, but also serving in the community. Um, you know, serving is not just something we do. It really becomes who we are. It becomes our attitude. It becomes really such an important part of our personality. We really develop this attitude of serving. And, you know, even in your job, you know, you can look for ways to serve those that you work with. And, you know, you're only limited by your imagination. But if you were to say, God, how can I serve my coworkers? God, how can I serve my boss? God, how can I serve my company? God, how can I serve the customers better? You know, I think what you would find is God creating opportunities for you to be able to serve effectively. Serving is such a powerful thing. Remember Jesus said, Mark 10, 45, he said, the, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life is a ransom for many. You know, as we said, serving gets our, li- our, our eyes off of ourselves and onto something bigger than us. And that's why serving in the church is important. You know, it takes a lot of people to, uh, to, 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 to make church happen. And, and it's so, so rewarding when we're working together with our friends and, and making it happen so that other people can come in and experience God. So serving is so important. Number five, generosity. 
generosity is one of the just really one of the components of spiritual formation that we don't think about. We often don't think of, of, of spiritual maturity in the terms in, in terms of our generosity. But really it is because people who are generous um, tend to be able to mature faster in their faith. You know, when we want to hold on to things, we're holding ourselves back in our, our spiritual growth. So generosity is, is really one of those things that, that is going to propel us forward in our faith. That's why it's so important that we, we early on in our Christian life get the revelation of tithing, that we get the revelation of giving generously. Because when we do that, we're opening ourselves up to grow. And, you know, one of the, 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 the principles we see throughout Scripture is God um, entrusting people with resources. But, you know, Jesus taught over and over again that those people that are entrusted with resources are those who have been shown to be faithful with a little bit. And, you know, often people will say, well, you know, if I hit the lottery or if I get a big raise or, um, you know, when, when I get my finances in order, then I'll start tithing, then I'll start giving. But really, it's just the opposite. You know, we have to be faithful with what we have. We have to be faithful with that small amount and when we begin to be faithful with the little bit that God's entrusted to us, then we begin to see Him entrusting us with more. So generosity. And remember, this is never something that's done under compulsion. Um, Paul said, you know, God loves a cheerful giver. Don't give under compulsion. Um, if you feel like you're being compelled or forced to give, just, just don't do it. You know, wait till your heart's right. Now, understand, in not giving, who knows what you're withholding? You know, who knows what God may be, um, you know, unable to get to you because he's not able to get, you know, resources through you. But, uh, but you know, I think if, 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 if you feel compelled, you feel compulsion, just hold on to it and ask God to make you willing because God wants it to be cheerful. He wants us to give generously. So generosity, this is one of those traits that we don't think of too often. But if you want to take some, some, some big steps forward in your spiritual maturity this year, take a look at your giving and see what you can do to up it. And then number six, and again, we're talking about spiritual formation in the context of discipleship. And number six is sharing our faith. You know, I grew up in the, you know, as a Christian in the 70s and 80s and you know, it seemed like every other weekend they were having a seminar at church on witnessing and how to talk to people and how to witness to people. And we'd go out on the streets and we'd witness and give out tracts. And I'm sure there was some good that came out of that. But as I've gotten older, I've seen more and more that sharing our faith has to be natural. And it seldom works with people that you don't know. It's not to say it can't, but I've just seen over the years that that, that relationship leads to um, conversations. And I have to be intentional. I have to be willing to share my faith. I have to be willing to, to maybe um, broach some subjects that might be difficult or sensitive. But looking for those opportunities, you know, in our everyday life, at work, at school, with our neighbors, um, asking them questions about, you know, where they stand on spiritual issues, asking them if they're involved in a church, asking them what they think about God or what their their understanding of God is. There's just so many ways to start a conversation, but sadly, too often we hear Christians say, oh, well, that just makes me uncomfortable, or, you know, I, I'm just too shy. Well, you know, the reality is Jesus said, go 
and make disciples of all nations. It wasn't an option. It was a command. And, and I don't know about you, but I don't want to stand before God on that last day and, and try and justify why I, I let my shyness or the fact that I didn't feel comfortable talking to people about my faith. Um, you know, I don't want to have to defend myself before God. I don't want to have to deal with that. And, and I think for all of us, it's something we need to consider. I mean, uh, you know, what greater honor, what greater opportunity than to, to help point somebody to Jesus. Now, look, it's never my job to convert anybody. But I can at least get the conversation started. I can at least begin to point people in that direction. So, so you know, as we, we look at this last one, we look at this idea of sharing our faith, you know, um, I, I think it just takes practice. I think it takes, you know, knowing a couple of Bible verses. And I think then it just takes the willingness, the intentionality to, uh, to start looking for opportunities to share our faith. And, you know, something I would recommend doing is, you know, I would say maybe take five people that you're closely connected with. These might be family members, but, you know, family's a different animal. Dealing, you know, trying to share your faith with family is very, very difficult. But, you know, maybe five people, people you work with, people maybe you see in the gym, people in your neighborhood, but people that you're closely connected with, people that you see on a regular basis, um, I would recommend writing their names down, putting them in their in your phone, or, or just put somewhere where you can see those names regularly and start praying for them. Ask God to open up their hearts to the faith. Ask God to open their hearts to the gospel. And ask God to give you opportunities to share your faith with them. And then begin to look for those opportunities. Begin to look for opportunities to ask them questions, to, to, to get into um, you know, maybe just some things other than just being superficial with them. And who knows where that might lead. Well, I'd love to know what you think. We've talked about personal Bible study and prayer. We've talked about corporate worship. We've talked about vital relationships. Um, we've talked about service in the church and the community. We've talked about generosity and sharing our faith. And, you know, really these six things... Um, if we would just kind of say, you know what, I'm going to kind of focus on these six things, um, we're really going to become the Christians that God's called us to be. We're going to become the disciples that God's called us to be. We're going to become the people that God's called us to be. Um, this is such a great opportunity for us to grow and, and, and be the followers of Christ that He wants us to be. I don't know about you, I want to grow. And uh, I want to be mature. I want to be the, 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 the uh, disciple that Jesus has called me to be. And, and that starts with spiritual formation. So check these things out. Um, you know, take, take a look at each one. Where can you make improvements? What can you focus on? And what can you do to, uh, to begin to work on your own spiritual formation? Well, like I say, I'd love to hear from you. If you've got any questions or comments, go to davidspell.com. Leave me a question or comment there. Also, make sure you subscribe to my newsletter so that we can stay in touch. And friends, I just want to say thank you so much for being with me. It would also be great if you could maybe go to iTunes, give me a review, and uh, just let them know how much you love this podcast. That also helps me go up in the ratings, and I would so appreciate that. And uh, until next time, this is David Spell encouraging you to keep making disciples. Thank you.